0: Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood,
1: life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Well, hello, podcast. I hope everybody is having an amazing Monday. If you can't tell, it's not Beck or Amanda. Um, It's Nathan today. And I am joined on today's podcast by the amazing Ashley Bazzina from Ignition PA in Condell Park. How are you, Ash?
0: I'm good, thanks. How are
1: you? Fantastic. Well, we had, look, it was a little bit of a rough night. We had our, our youngest with an asthma episode during the night, but we're all settled down now and excited to jump on this podcast with you. Um, what we are talking about today is Facebook ads, obviously one of my favorite topics, um, but generally we're, we're looking at the fact that we know, or I know especially, talking to so many dance studio owners, that Facebook ads can be scary and it can be a lot to navigate that ads manager and to jump in and start spending money Um, and then even once you're spending money to start spending big money on it, Um, because we know that we need to invest money in advertising to get results, um, but the whole process of Facebook ads can be a little bit overwhelming. But that's why I've asked Ash on today um, to go through her Facebook ads journey over the last 12 months. Um, But before we get into that, we'd love you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your studio, Ash.
0: Awesome. Um, So as Nathan mentioned, I own Ignition Performance Academy in Condor Park. I've had the studio, this is our fourth year now, so we're still in baby years. um, And I actually started the studio when I was 19. Um, So we have quite a few different streams in our studio. We have a highly competitive stream, um, but you know, our main streams at our studio are we have a lot of preschoolers, that makes up for about a third of our studio. And a lot of recreational. So although we do have the highly competitive stream, that only does make up a small amount of our studio.
1: Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, and like I said, the reason that I got Ash on is because she has been a member of the tribe for about ten months now, and is an absolute star student. Um, in terms of, she turns up to all the trainings, she takes everything on board, and she gets in and she um, executes. And she's always trying to to upskill herself, which is super important. We know as a business owner, um, we know that you know as as dancers um, and the dance studio owners that are still teaching. It's important and lots of people upskill themselves in that area for their teaching and choreography. Um, But it's just as important to make sure that you're upskilling yourself in all areas of business as well because they're entirely different skill sets. Um, So with the, because we're focusing on the Facebook and Instagram ads today, I just wanted you to maybe give us a bit of background, Ash, on your Facebook and Instagram, your social media advertising basically before you join the tribe.
0: Yeah, so... It was, now I look back, it was pretty poor in that um, I didn't know anything about Ads Manager. I had no idea what that was. Basically, I would just upload posts to Facebook or Instagram and then I'll just boost them. So I'd only spend probably $100 on the ads. Um, And I think I remember mentioning to you, Nathan, um, You know, right before I joined the tribe, I was like, they're very hit and miss. Um, But really, never really amounted to Many enrollments. Um, As I said, it was quite random. Sometimes I'd do something um, booster post and it would get no, no, um, you know, messages or no enrollments out of it. And then other times I would probably get maybe one or two, but no real um, results. But that's because I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I just thought boosting posts is what everyone did. I had no sort of audiences or anything like that. I don't think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's it um, it's one of my massive pet peeves with Facebook ads in general is that um, the boost post button takes you to a section in the Facebook manager called ads and then there's a separate section called ads manager and they sound like the same thing, right? Yeah. But they couldn't be more different um, in terms of that boost post that takes you to the ads in inverted commas um, is for that sort of Facebook doesn't reward you for it and they almost penalise you um, I was on a um, at an online conference, AdWorld Online, which has been fantastic over the last couple of days. And one of the the big speakers there, who's a Facebook Ads guru, um, was talking about that the the Boost post Facebook sees you as a little bit of a sucker in a way. Um, but look, at the end of the day, for small local businesses, even if you hit that Boost post, it's better than doing nothing, and you're still getting your message out there a little bit. But like you said. Um, using that ads manager is so much more powerful um, and and so much, you you can track your results, like we'll talk about a bit later, um, but it's just, yeah, so much more powerful and, and leads to so much better results. Um, but with your, um, like we talk, keep talking about, it, it, is a, it can be a little bit scary, but you started out small with your advertising, Ash. You didn't like go straight into spending you know, $1,500, $2,000. Um, you started out small while you were learning, while you were um, upskilling yourself and started with where I always get um, our tribe members and our cl- private clients to start just with some basic messages campaigns. Um, so how did you find, I guess, that first time you dived into the ads manager side of it and setting up that first messages campaign, how did you find going about that?
0: Yeah, so I learnt properly about the... Um audiences and setting up the campaign through the tribe so um, some of the cause I had joined the tribe I think a bit later so I watched back the replays which was awesome Um, so basically Nathan kind of walked us through how to set up a Facebook ad so basically I was watching the video pausing and then replicating it on my own Um, and then once I did it once I found it very easy and I actually found it quite fast, not, a, not a, a process that took me hours and a whole day to do. Um, so, you know, once I got the hang of it that first time, um, I was able to then replicate it quite easier, make some tweaks and changes. But um, the messages are a good place to start and you can really see the results because it depends on how much you spend, but you do get quite a few messages. But the I think the key to that is that if you are using your messages, uh, messages ad, make sure you're around to respond to the messages.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A- or have that process in place um, that you know how you're going to take them from that message to getting them booked in for that trial class, which is super duper important. Um, because, yeah, we have talked to people before that go to all the effort and spend all the money of getting that um, messages campaign set up and they get a whole bunch of messages, but then they don't reply properly. And so they don't get any any of the conversions into enrolments, which is what which is what it's all about. Um, do you remember how much on that first campaign when you were dipping your toe in the water? Do you remember sort of like how much you spent or how that or and how that campaign went yeah. overall?
0: Um, so I have a few that I think I did at the start. Um, I did do a messages one, but I remember talking about um, another one that I did, which was a campaign for my mummy and me classes. Um, I believe that was I let it. I took them to a lead page, um, and that was crazy because I spent ten dollars a day on that, um, and I think I had about eleven people come to the trial. So we were. I remember us talking about it and going, "Whoa, that was insane!" In terms of how many people came to the trial from the little money that I spent. Yep. Um. But yeah, from from memory, from the messages, one the messages were flowing through. Um. I don't exactly remember how many of them turned to enrollments but it was definitely a lot more than what um, I was doing boosting a post so doing it in ads manager as opposed to boosting a post is so much better even if you are spending that same amount because I used to spend a hundred dollars probably on the boost post and I still uh, in the early days of doing the Facebook um, ads through ad manager I was spending roughly that ten dollars a day I would probably spend no more than a hundred dollars so yeah I did start in uh, baby steps at the start, yep. and I think it was to actually, you to get proof that you're actually getting results. Yes. So when I was like, okay, this is working, and I'm only spending a little amount, it was then how much can I get when I spend a lot?
1: <laughs> exactly, and that, and that's what it's all about. Like you said, just growing and testing. Everything about Facebook ads is about testing, and and just seeing how you go because that and that's what I say. Anybody that sort of comes to you saying. Um, I know exactly how your Facebook ads are gonna work is probably full of it basically because um, yeah you know, even we, we see like what works for me in my location in Shell Harbor and the messaging and the ad copy and the images might not work for you in your area and vice versa. And so it's just about like we, we have general ideas of what works, but we just got to make sure that we test things as we go. like you said and and you don't have to, Throw thousands of dollars behind these things to start. You can just be throwing like $10 a day is a great place to start. And we always talk about um, in the tribe, you know how much, for those of us that are old enough, how much um, we used to spend on newspaper advertising. Um, so being only sort of four years old, your studio actually probably <laughs> haven't taken out many newspaper ads. But like we found when Manda's mum, yeah, when when your parents always throw, give you a bunch of stuff that they've been keeping at the back of a cupboard, we found like stuff from when Manda first opened the studio um, back in 2001. And back in 2001, we found like an advertising proof for the local newspaper and it was a $1,500 ad way back then. And we, we've we had it so good for so long with like free organic Facebook reach and marketing that we've forgotten how much we used to spend for things that we had no idea how to track. You know, we had no idea how much that $1,500 in the newspaper ad translated or it was very difficult to, to record how that translated to actual enrollments in our studio. And that's one of the amazing things when you use the ads manager properly, we can see exactly how many people are converting um, into paying clients and we can track it um, really easily and really well. Um, just before, just a little interjection, I just want to go to um, in between, because we'll get back to the Facebook ads, um, but as, that, as you're, you've mentioned that you're a high level competitive studio um, with amazing routines and results all around the place, um, how do you balance your social media posts and the ads between showcasing that elite high level student and marketing to your new rec and preschool students?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, basically at this time of the year, but I think in general as well, um, the people, if you're having, if you're wanting to market to that elite level, um, you're probably not going to market that through a Facebook um, ad because they're going to find, like, we've if we've had people move over from another studio, they've found us on Instagram or they've seen us at a comp. So in terms of Facebook ads, I don't market towards that um, genre or that, that audience, I guess, at all. Um, so basically what I do is, and we've spoken about it in Tribe, is the happy smiley photo. So basically what we did at the end of last year, um, we got a photographer to come in and take some really candid shots. Um we planned it all out beforehand, but we even had our preschoolers come in. We ran a class and we got some really awesome shots and it showed what a class looks like. It wasn't very um, posed. We did get some um, pictures of our competitive kids doing, you know, the tricks and things like that, but they're not what goes on our Facebook ads. Um, We just show, you know, fun, friendship, that type of thing. Um, So I think that's helped a lot getting those photos and having them in my little photo bank now that I can just pull up and use for the Facebook ads. Um, and, you know, the last um, campaign I did, which we'll, I think we're speaking about later anyway, um, we, I took 10 of those images and then just whatever ones got um, more airtime um, were the ones that got more airtime and got more results, I guess. Um, but in terms of uh, just normal posts, um, I do plan them out beforehand um, so that it doesn't show uh, just comp, 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 and then that's and that's hard because we do get very good pictures and footage of the comp yes, absolutely, kids. yeah. Um, so I do plan it plan it out and in advance, um, and then also having those photos there of the recreational classes. So then if I'm like, oh, I don't see oh preschoolers, I don't see a lot of preschoolers on my posts. I've got those photos there, but also by planning in advance. Um, I can say to that teacher, hey, could you get a nice group shot of your teen class? Um, because I want to make sure they're di- distri- distributed evenly, um, especially with we're very um, bottom heavy, meaning that we have a lot of little ones. Yep. Um, so, you know, even though we have like our teen classes, that's why I'll, I don't get many photos of them. Um, so I will ask the teacher saying, hey, can you get a photo of them? So then I can put it into my schedule. Um, and even like that's the thing, when I have a comp coming up, I'll know, okay, well, I'll probably post results from that comp, so that will go there, so I plan it all out, but also having that photo bank helps a lot, because when we do, um, you know, we have bands, so basically when the, the footage we're getting in class is class videos, so we don't really get many photos exactly, so that's why um, having that schedule and having that photo bank, so if I don't have any photos, I do have the photos from our photo shoot which are very candid and very happy and smiley.
1: Yeah, amazing. Because yeah, it is important to um we know to we want to showcase our high level product. And you want to be showing those comp kids and they want to feel the love as well. Um but um those um th- those like you said those um the images and videos you get of those high level kids aren't often what translates to to bringing new students in. Yeah. I think um I think Beck Amanda talked about that on last week's podcast a bit as well. Um, but that's, yeah, that's super interesting. Like I said, it's always hard to find that balance. So it was really yeah. interesting hearing how think, you did it. Um,
0: I think that um, it's also the rec student, like the rec parents also want to see that um, we do have quality training, if that makes yes. sense. So Although they don't want to be that type of parent that's a competitive parent, they're very supportive of our co- competitive kids and go, oh, like, you know, we had an inquiry today and they're asking about, you know what kind of studio facilities we have, are our teachers qualified and things like that. So, you know, it's very nice to go, have a look at our Instagram, you know, have a look at our website because then they can see that, you know what, even though my kid is not a competitive dancer, they are getting the quality training. So it is having that balance, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So back to some ads. Um, We wanted to talk about the recent campaign that you've literally just finished running. Um, Because when you shared the results, I was like, holy moly, I think this is something we need to talk about on the podcast. So we talked about, you know, you've upskilled yourself and you've invested the time in learning those skills, going back and watching those tribe videos that are in the portal. Um, And because of that, you're comfortable enough to go to the next level and run um, your Open Week campaign, which you moved on. You know, like we said, Messages campaign is where I recommend everybody starts um, you'd mastered that. So you moved on to the next level, which is running ads to a landing page, to a little website where you capture people's information and you wanted them to register for your Open Week. So, yeah, um, tell us a little bit about Open Week and what the setup was.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so we did a traffic campaign. So we sent it to a lead page. And look, to be honest, the. Um, the, one of the main motivators for that as well was during the school holidays, I actually went on holiday. So I knew I wasn't in a position to answer the, the messages um, and things like that. So that's why I did a traffic campaign. Um, but I also found it highly su- successful. I guess on the last two weeks of term, I set it up. So I set up the Facebook ads, um, I set up a landing page, which the landing page was just very simple. It just had, um, I made a few photos in Canva a few graphics, um, and we put a job form in there. So um, basically just had, you know, join us for open week, the jot form, and then just the, um, the timetables of our classes. Um, I think another thing which was good, we do Ready, Set, Dance. Um, yep. And instead of calling it Ready, Set, Dance, we did jazz, hip-hop, tap combo. Because um, I remember Amanda saying to me, well, people might not know what Ready, Set, Dance is. They're going to be confused. Um, so that helped as well. So we just made it very simple in the, um, timetables. Um, so basically from the ad, they just clicked the link and it took them to this page where they could fill out a very simple form, which literally just had the student's name, the parent's name, the year that they were in and the classes and the, um, mobile number and email. So, um, yeah. So then from there, um, when we got, their drop form filled out. I got an email. We then put it into Pipe Drive um, and I've set it up automate automation. So when I drag them into a specific um, deal yep. lane, it sent them an email. To Sends confirm. them all
1: the stuff automatically. Amazing. So, yeah, so the the basic setup, we've all gone through this process on Facebook, somebody else's ads we've clicked on. We want them to stop the scroll on the ad and then they click on the learn more button or something like that. It takes them to Ash's amazing little website. Is that website still up somewhere in the background?
0: Yes, it is. Maybe if
1: you're comfortable, maybe if I can grab it at the end, or we might even pop it in the show notes for people to have a quick look at as well. And then, yeah, they just get the information in there. Ash is away up in Queensland. Um, and these forms are just populating while she is there relaxing, and comes back, and um, they've already got a, an email set up because, like I said, this is because she's gone to that next level and, and upskilled herself. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about was the fact that you decided to go big on this because you were comfortable um, in where you're at with it. You decided um, to spend a hundred dollars a day and spend seventeen hundred dollars on this campaign over about two weeks. Um, Twelve months ago, would you ever have thought about dropping seventeen hundred dollars over two weeks on a Facebook campaign?
0: No way. That is something that I would have had not the uh, not only the no confidence to do, but it's quite daunting. Um, And that's you know that's a big cost. But um, I remember when we were at the tribe intensive, um, some people have worked out they've done their Facebook ads and they've worked out they've they've analysed their results and gone, okay, well it's about $50 to get a trial in so if you think of it like that if you're spending I say $100 in total that's you can expect two trials so I knew that I wanted a lot more than that um, and that's why I spent that amount but yeah it comes with confidence and as I said before when I started little I was I knew that the ads were working um, I knew that I was getting results so then I was more daring to um, to spend more and yeah. knowing that I, I i it's the knowing that you you are going to get those trials in
1: perfect and that's exactly like cuz we um we broke down your numbers before the podcast and looked at the fact that you know um you've now got a baseline because this was your first big um, jump into these type of ads. We've now got a baseline of a bunch of like uh, fun data points that not everybody thinks as fun as me. I know, um, <laughs> but to to compare your next your next ad campaigns on, which is amazing. And you um, saw that I think we got for you that it cost um, sixty three dollars for every registration in Open Week, and it cost one hundred and thirty dollars in total. Um, You've ended up so far with 13 enrollments and that could be more because you're still in contact with a few people because you've literally only just finished this. Um, But those are great numbers because when we look at it, your $1,700 spend, if these students just stay for one term, we calculated that you've got basically $2,400 in revenue just from this term. So you've already made your money back and more just by doing this campaign.
0: Yeah, and I think that's when you look at the results like that, you know then it's worth spending that amount because without that Facebook ad, you might not have targeted that person that has now spent that amount at your studio. And that, as you said, that's just for one term.
1: Amazing, because then I, because like, you yeah, know, I've got the spreadsheet in front of me. Um, I I don't think I've even told you this. I sort of just <laughs> put it out over the next um, terms, three and four as well. And if these if those 13 students stay, they'll generate at least $7,000 in revenue. So $1,700 invested in the ads to $7,000 in revenue, which is like a 320% return on investment, which is just yeah. absolutely crazy. And that doesn't factor in things like uniform, concert tickets. And then yeah, Amanda always talks about, and Beck always talk about the value of that lifetime client. So um, as this sort of experience looking at these numbers and doing that first big spend, um, and I guess probably the last sort of 10 months that you've been doing this as well, I always want to talk about, always try and talk about changing people's perception of advertising spend as being an investment rather than expense. Does that sort of help change your perception of that a little bit?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it is when you see the results. Um, you know, I know you guys talk about it a lot in your personal experiences of you, you know your ads, but when you've done it for yourself as well, um, when you see that return on investment number percentage, I guess. Um, you can see that the spend is an investment because I feel like some of these people I wouldn't have targeted without the spend on the Facebook ad. And, you know, it's capturing that person at that time. Um, So, you know, definitely I guess, yeah, what we've said before is start small and you can gradually go up um, in your ad spend. But when you get up to these numbers, and that's what I've said before, you know, expecting see it took me it took me 60 to spend to get a trial in then you can use that um that information to then go okay well my target is to get 40 enrollments in so that's what I'm gonna have to spend to get that amount having that rough guide um but yeah definitely see it as an investment um I don't look at it now like oh my god that's a massive cost like when I talk to some of the staff in my studio, they're like, oh my God. But when you come back and you see the results of it, um, it's so beneficial. And yeah, exactly what you said, it's an investment for sure.
1: And being able to share with your staff as well, you know, the fact that, you know, I think sometimes as amazing as our staff um, are, especially our admin team um, and our teachers, sometimes they don't realize that, you know, these students don't just magically turn up for a trial class. They turn up because of the name that we've built up in our studios, but generally from our advertising and marketing. And to know that that um, student has cost $63 just to get in front of them makes them think, oh, okay, I I better make sure I'm on my game here as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've only started sharing that with them at the start of this year. Um, And yeah, it puts more um, importance on it. They actually realize, because they, yeah, exactly what you've said, they think that you don't spend that much money or any money on it. But when you say, hey, it's costed $63, um, it's, yeah, we've got to bring out a game, you know. And, and it's like they, my staff, I've got a very good team of staff, but they want to do it for me in a way in that, yeah. you know, you've spent this much money. Yes. We want to do the best to deliver for you as well.
1: Exactly. And that's a, like, yeah, our staff, the same as yours. They're, they're amazing. Um, but... Like, if you share that with them, I think sometimes as dance studio owners, we can be a little little bit too guarded around those things. Um, But like you said, like... They're incredible and they want to do this to help us. Like they're there because they believe in what we're doing and they want to help us. If you sh- The more you can share with them around these things, the more invested they're going to be and, and want to help even more, which is absolutely right. Um, but, yeah, that's absolutely amazing. That sort of pretty much gets us to the end of what we want to talk about with the Facebook ads. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ash. Where can people find Ignition um, on Facebook and Instagram?
0: Yeah, so our um, Instagram is pa. And our Facebook page is Ignition Performance Academy. And thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh, absolute pleasure. Like we said, um, I will share in the show notes, which you'll see at the bottom of this episode, um, I will share Ash's landing page to have a look at as well. Um, And if you enjoyed this podcast and you're enjoying the Dance Principles United podcast, we'd absolutely love for you to jump on and subscribe or follow on Spotify and Apple Podcast. That would be so, so appreciated. Um, Thanks so much, Ash. And we will see everybody next Monday on the podcast. See you later. Bye.